Nine o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim of the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Who do you want coaching the Broncos in 2023? Nathaniel Hackett, Frank Reich. Who do you want coaching the Broncos moving forward? And I was looking at Frank Reich's coaching record because Mike had brought that up. Like, why would I want Frank Reich? And so here's Frank Reich in terms of his coaching record during the the years that he was at uh, at Indianapolis. And so for Frank Reich, who doesn't remember, he's OC in San Diego, mm-hmm. kind of cut his teeth there, uh, then moved on to Philadelphia to be the, the OC for Doug Peterson when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Nick Foles, that he became the coach of Indianapolis in 2018. That year, he took them to a 10 and six record. 2019, they went seven and nine. Then 2020, 11 and five, nine and eight, 2021. And then they were three and five when Jim Ursay canned him this year. So when you when you look at that, you hear that record. Buckeye, does that does that record make you go, ah, I, that guy can't coach? He had a ten win season in there and an eleven win season. In in the the five years, well, four and three games, four and change, yeah, that he had with the Colts. I no, I I think he's still a good coach. I, I get where Mike Rice was coming from last hour, where he's like, well, you know, he got out to this record and got bounced in Indianapolis, but that's also a, a different situation, I think. You know, he was saddled with an old and aging veteran quarterback, which he may have with the Broncos, but I think that Russell Wilson's upside is a little better than Matt Ryan's upside, right? Phillip yes. Rivers, too. You know, he came into a job thinking that, you know, I'm going to have Andrew Luck here for the next eight years, and it just never materialized that way. He still ended up going 11 and five in 2020. Was above 500 last year. You know, and who was who was even their quarterback last year that led the way? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. They- Carson Wentz got it. He got Carson Wentz to the playoffs at 62 percent in 27 and seven. I think that Frank Reich can be able to coach up Russell Wilson. We thought that about Nathaniel Hackett as well, but this every week that goes on, it looks more and more like this was for Aaron Rodgers bringing in Nathaniel Hackett. And look, he he did a great job with a veteran quarterback in Philip Rivers when they went eleven and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's worked with veteran quarterbacks before and has been able to to maximize talent out of those guys. I, I just. Just to me, he makes a lot of sense. So who do you think should be the Broncos coach in 2023? Text or call us 970-242-1340. Are we still looking for a winner? Yes, we are. Okay, so play the clip again, if you will. Oh, hold on. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I have my uh, song on loop here real quick. <laughs> it's okay. All right, I got to find the cut real quick. I was totally not prepared for this. Sorry. All right, this is the movie we're looking for. Hey, you got in late last night. I didn't hear you when you came in, babe. Hey, I'm going to take a swim. You want to go? Hey, come on, Chris. I don't want to go alone. Now, we have a texter. I'm not going to give it away just yet. He's identified the correct athlete 
but I need the movie, which he gave was any given Sunday. That's incorrect. Robert uh, Evan said that. Uh, Robert guessed uh, North Dallas 40. That's also incorrect. Okay, so get your guess in on that. Doing the downtown double play with triple play and uh, Junction Square Pizza. Text in your answer right now, 970-242-1340. On the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, who do we have? Uh, Jim is weighing in on Christmas and related topics from this morning show. Jim, good morning. How are you, sir? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Back to you guys. Um, I would say I'd like to see Sean. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, uh, I think Frank is probably the best coach for Denver. I mean, at this point, you're just as good as turning your back to the dartboard and, you know, throwing a dart. I mean, it's, I don't know who they're going to bring in and, and, and change the Broncos around. I mean, shoot, you take coach kneecap. I mean, he's having a decent season currently. I mean, he's got more wins than, than that Hackett does. So, I mean, I think Frank Wright's probably your number one choice. I would, I would guess. I mean, I don't know. I it's a hot it's a hot mess right now. So 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 Jim, they, need, I, they definitely need to change it up. Right. I have to ask you because you're you're a Lions fan, right? You're you're a Detroit yeah. Lions fan. You got you got to be giddy right now. I mean, your li- your Lions <laughs> yeah. are. Do you even playing, know what to do with your hands? Your Lions are playing some darn fine football right now, sir. They're very much in the playoff hunt. They're well, yeah, they're in the hunt. Um, We'll see. I mean, they've 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 got a pretty good run going. I think they won what six out of the last seven, something like that. So, um, I didn't get to watch the game this this last weekend. I was traveling back from our early Christmas trip that we took, but um, I got the highlights and all the notifications, and they won with the last minute field goal. So that was that was pretty nice. I'll was, take it. <laughs> uh, and, and it was pretty nice. You went to the Bahamas, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we went for an early Christmas. We, uh, one of the players that we've been a host family for, um, he actually spent more than one um, season with us. Invited us over and, and put us up at the Atlanta, and uh, we just we spent a full week over there. Had a great time. It was all centered around the Players Alliance and the Home Run Derby. Um, off the beach there so it was it was a great time we had a good time we uh i don't know if you saw the pictures yeah i, I got did. to shake uh dave winfield's hand that was that was pretty cool ironically um on the trip over from dallas to miami i watched nolan ryan's um biography and and he was in there when nolan threw like three heaters right over his head yeah it's so uh, it was kind of weird that he was there <laughs> At the dinner, the big uh, dinner that we had for the players and, you know, Hall of Famers. So I got to shake his, shake his hand. I was like, hey, I just saw you on Nolan Ryan's thing. And he kind of smiled and laughed. And he pulled me. I mean, he's a huge guy. I don't know if you ever met him in person. This, this, I think somebody said he was the only person to be drafted in three different sports. Is that correct? Do you know that? Yes, he was drafted because that outstanding, you know, so high baseball, school athlete in Minnesota. And basketball? Yeah. I, I think, let's see, was, was Logan drafted by three? Uh, Logan might be. Uh, uh, okay, so Dave Winfield is one of six players ever to be drafted by three professional sports. 
George Carter, Jojo White, Noel Janke, Mickey McCarty, and Dave Logan. Yeah. So it's some uh, uh, very yeah, rarefied so, air. So that was, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to shake his hand and say hi, and and uh, and then CC Sabathia. I mean, that dude's a huge giant of a man too. So those are kind of the highlights outside of you know being there for the players and our player that we had, and um, that was that was a so, that was a good trip for us. So yeah, that's so, probably top you know top on my Christmas gifts. <laughs> you know that trip there, but. Um, you know, I've gotten jerseys and, um, you know, Michigan National Championship coins just like Buckeye. Well, well, not like Buckeye, but the other <laughs> school over there. Anyhow, um, but one of the funnest ones I got one year, I got like three sleeves of exploding golf balls. And I would just like randomly throw them to guys that I've been golfing with. And, you know, they're if you're not really paying attention, they're just mad because they just hit a bad shot. So you throw them an exploding golf ball, they tee it up and take a whack at it and it explodes and scares them to death. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of my favorites. That's a, that sounds so, like fun. Yeah. So if you don't mind me yeah, asking, Jim, who was, who was the player that you guys uh, hosted? So we had Todd Isaacs for a couple of years. Okay. Um, he's playing for the New Jersey Jackals now. Um, so I think they're a double A team. Um, so yeah, he, he and his family, I mean, we talked to his mom and dad, of course, the whole time, you know, Todd was here playing, he bounced between the Rockies and, you know, Albuquerque, um, while he was with us, but we just, we really hit it off with him. I mean, we've had what, 10 players now stay with this and we still, for the most part, keep in contact with all of them. But, uh, you know, Todd's got a, a special place in our heart, and obviously we we apparently do with him. And he was able to set us up and go down there and spend yeah, a week you, with him. You guys went to the Bahamas. That, the Bahamas. That, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, Jim. Uh, that, that's so well, cool that, that you cool. do that. Yeah, and it's great you had that that opportunity to go down and and meet somebody like Dave Winfield and CC Sabathia. That's that's pretty. I'm jealous. Yeah, that's that pretty was, cool. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't. <laughs> They said they were going to have like a dozen Hall of Famers come, and there was a bunch of them there. But those are the two that really hit home with me. Not only that I that I met them, but um, just I don't know for whatever reason I they were top of my mind when you know they said Hall of Famers were coming, and um, it was definitely a cool a cool experience, a great trip, and um, yeah, go Lions! All right, Jim, have a merry Christmas. Thank you so much. You too, guys. All right, take care. Thank you. All right, Dad, Jim. That's cool. You got to go yeah. to the Bahamas. Uh, yes, and somebody so, else's nickel, right? and, and you got to meet Dave Winfield. And Dave Winfield is uh, one of six to be drafted three professional sports. He's basketball, baseball, football, and uh, George Carter and Mickey McCarty all drafted by four different leagues with Dave Winfield because he was drafted both NBA and ABA. Only three players: Carter, McCarty, and uh, Winfield. All right, there so there's, there's your uh, bar factoid of the morning. All right, nine twelve. Jim and the Buckeye Boy today. Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network. Who do you want to be the coach of the Broncos in twenty twenty three? Also, your favorite sports Christmas gifts you've received over the years. Got one from Evan. Number five, a tennis racket. Number four, Steve Atwater jersey. Number three, autographed Jake Plummer ball. Number two, adjustable basketball hoop. Number one, original Nerf Turbo football. I got a basketball hoop too once. I forgot about that. 
because I'm good at remembering things. When I was a kid, got a basketball hoop. We didn't have any pavement though, so we're out in the and the dirt in the driveway in the dirt playing basketball. Yeah, I remember we had ours like in the back of our house, mm-hmm. out in the dirt and the gravel, which yeah, it's you you really work on ball handling. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it really challenges you. And then finally, uh, we got a concrete pad out by the garage, and we had the light up and everything so we could play mm-hmm. at night, and it was nice. it was cool. It's pretty went from a terrible setup. To a pretty nice little basketball set up at our house. Yeah. Back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, so we got one from Ephraim this morning. Josh Dan- Josh McDaniel should be the new coach for the Broncos. Oh, Ephraim. Ephraim. No. Been there. Done that. No, that we'd we'd re-gift that to you. You're not going to re-gift that to us. We just, well, we just give it right back just to keep you. keep handing it back like it's a <laughs> no, Josh McDaniel's elephant party. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see, we got one from Mike and Scottsdale listening on the mobile app today. Get that at our website, theteam1340.com. Good morning with Chacho's 18,000 Bronco no-shows last Sunday. That sounds more like L.A. Uh, than it does Buffalo. No, I'm just talking about the course of history, Mike from Scottsdale, about they're just you know going to the Super Bowl and losing. Buffalo went through that. Sounds Denver more like that. Boulder than Buffalo. Yeah, but yeah, recent days I can yeah, probably more L.A. than, than, uh, than Buffalo. I got Fiesta Bowl tickets to watch the Buffs uh, draw Blue Holtz as Irish in their leprechaun green jerseys in 95. Best sports present ever. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. All right, so your, your favorite sports uh, Christmas gifts you've received over the years. Do we have a winner yet? We do not. Kim guessed the comebacks. That is incorrect. I'll give you the voice again, then I have a hint on the other side. Okay. You got in late last night. I didn't hear you when you came in, babe. Hey, I'm going to take a swim. You want to go? Hey, come on, Chris. I don't want to go alone. I own memorabilia with this guy's name on it. Did he play for one of your favorite teams? Yes. Because I can't imagine you have memorabilia for somebody that didn't play right. for one of your beloved teams. So, Like I said, Evan already guessed. He guessed the right athlete, just the wrong movie featuring this athlete. Okay. This movie's from the 70s, by the way. A um, tremendous college athlete in a sport that he was not known for. Correct. Back in the day. There's there's a hint for somebody that wants to try to chase that one down. All right, so text or call us, 970-242-1340. Uh, no Mav Day today, by the way, as you probably notice, uh, taking the week off for that. Back with it next uh, week when the Maverick basketball teams are back in action. So the negotiations continue for the Pac-12 about what their TV deal is going to be because Big 12's got their deal done with ESPN and Fox, reportedly worth uh, $31.6 million a year per school starting in 2025. So what's going to happen for the Pac-12? And second-year commissioner George Klyavkov, or Klyavkov, I keep hearing it pronounced different ways all the time. Um, he's under the gun right now because you have the Big 12 and Brett Normark, their new commissioner, who's publicly stated, we're open for business. That means we're looking to add maybe Colorado and Utah and Arizona and Arizona State. And so that means Klavikov is under a lot of pressure to get a TV deal done or a streaming deal, something done 
that's going to be better than that $31.6 million per year that schools in the Big 12 are going to be getting starting in 2025. And so on the athletic, with uh, Stuart Mandel, who does it, I, I think he does a sensational job covering college football, he uh, he's put this piece together with sports business journal reporter John Orand, who's really plugged into all the, the sports TV deals across the board. And Orand has some thoughts about what could possibly happen with the Big 12 or the Pac-12 deal. That he thinks ESPN will be prepared to split the Pac-12's media rights with Amazon, but will not offer the conference more than it pays for the Big 12. That will lead the Pac-12 to sell its entire media package to Amazon for a price that is slightly higher than what the Big 12 gets from ESPN and Fox. And that way, the Pac-12 will carve out a handful of primetime football games and will then sell to CBS. And Klavikov and Amazon, they've been talking for a while. And recently, with the, the Sunday ticket in the NFL, they're still involved with that. Google's still involved in that for, mm-hmm. for YouTube TV. Apple has dropped out of that. A lot of people thought Apple was the front runner to end up with the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. They have now dropped out of that those negotiations. So Amazon has already kind of established a tentpole, if you will, with Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And... Big Ten, they're going to have their package on Peacock. So there's already some football that's available on streaming. And so will that lead the the Pac-12 to make the move to, to go to Amazon? Because it seems like it makes the most sense in terms of them trying to get, because right now, Klavikov wants $40 million per school. Because he feels like that's the number that's going to keep everybody in the fold. That nobody... You know, we'll want to leave, you know, outside of obviously UCLA, USC. The teams that are already they're, leaving. They're gone to keep everybody in house, keep the family together. And that's where Amazon plays a big role in this because if ESPN Fox is not going to give them more than what they're paying the Big 12, mm-hmm. then they got to get it from someplace. And that someplace is going to be Amazon. Well, and I don't know if they're going to get that number from Amazon either. Are they going to get that much ROI from Pac-12 fans buying Prime Video, buying up for Amazon Prime Video for to watch the Pac-12? I guess it'll I be, doubt it. I guess it starts with what? Okay, what is ESPN Fox going to be willing to pay? What's what's going to be their their bid on the Pac-12? Mm-hmm. Is that number twenty million per school that that ends up? What you know, twenty five. Can they get the rest of that? Can they can they get the rest of it from Amazon? Right. You know how how much does Amazon value the Pac-12? Do they feel like I mean this is a Pac-12 without USC UCLA exactly? And how important is it for them as a streaming network to to now add 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 a look at a Power Five conference? And what are they willing to pay for that? They obviously are willing to pay for the NFL. That's a little bit different than obviously paying for for the Pac-12. Big Ten could have got could have got that number. Mm-hmm. SEC, Big Ten, they would have got those numbers. I don't know if the ACC because I view the ACC now as kind of like Big Twelve, Pac-12. They're down a tier. They're they're down a tier. They're those three are kind of in the same group. What the Pac-12 should really do, and you kind of referenced it there a little bit. They sh- they're not going to get the money, and they're not going to get the 
stature of what the Big Ten just did with CBS, Fox, NBC. But they need something like that. They need where they are balanced across multiple networks where, yeah, you know what? A lot of your Washington State versus Cal basketball games are going to be on a streaming service. But there's an actual honest-to-God television channel, whether it be over-the-air cable, satellite, that you can get the football games on. And with Amazon, you're just not going to get that. The NFL is one thing. The NFL will bring eyeballs. People watch it, whether it's gambling or fantasy football or just because it's the NFL, people will you know, figure out a way to consume it. Not a lot of people are going to go out of their way to watch Pac- to the- fire up Prime Video to watch Pac-12 After Dark unless it's their team. Well, and, and that's one of the things that's brought up in this article is that the casual viewer. The, I'm on a Saturday afternoon, I'm watching college football, I'm flipping around, and I'm going to jump over, and maybe there's a Pac-12 game on that's on ESPN or something. That th- Those casual viewers are not going to be there anymore. They're go- it's going to be fans of the Pac-12, fans of those particular schools that are going to to go over to, to watch streaming right. with Amazon. And Thursday night NFL games on Amazon have done incredibly well, 9.7 million per game. That's more than anything on over-the-air TV right now on a Thursday night. But then again, it's the only game on a Thursday night. It's a standalone game, and And, it's the NFL. And it's the NFL. Are people going to jump over to Amazon to watch Pac-12 football? They're they're going to be going there with a purpose to watch those teams. So those casual viewers that are flipping around, they're just not going to be there. Mm -mm. And so that, that could be a problem in terms of the the negative the negative aspect of being on a streaming service. And remember, at one point Apple they were willing to they wanted to take the whole package. They wanted to take the Pac twelve, and it didn't work out. Right, a couple of years ago, when Larry Scott was the the commissioner of the Pac twelve. So part of this deal too could be from from Onrud, who obviously covers sports media, that's quoted in the story on on the Athletic about possible interest from CBS. They're going to have the Big Ten, but there could be a primetime game available on CBS potentially, and that could be part of this package as well that could sweeten the deal. That CBS would that provide an on, over-the-air part of this package and where Amazon, yeah, Amazon's, you, you, you kind of piece this together with something from CBS, mm-hmm. something maybe from ESPN, Fox, and then maybe what you get from Amazon that maybe gets them to $40 million. And I just don't know if they're going to get there, right? But when you go down the list of football leagues slash conferences, you have the NFL, then the SEC, then the Big Ten, and then probably the ACC or the Big 12, vice versa, and then the Pac-12. Like, trying to put themselves in the stratosphere of like right underneath the Big Ten, which is what they're looking at for $40 million, without their two top-tier teams, I just don't know how you're yeah. going to get that. I understand. Maybe that's your starting point, and that's not where your your red line is, right? Maybe that's 28 or 30. I just You're going to have to move off that number if you're George Klyavikov and the Pac-12 because I just don't know how you're going to get it. But here's some other things about this article that, that I find interesting that – 
you know, one, one, of the, one of the things that's a positive about Amazon is that it's available no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. What's been part of the Pac-12 network problem? Access. Yeah, distribution. Distribution has always been a problem. And, you know, the, the, the SEC network has 51 million viewers, Big Ten, 48 million, ACC, 42 million. Amazon right now has 200 million Prime subscribers. So anybody that has an Amazon Prime account, because it's not like you have to buy a separate package. Right. It's not like the stuff Apple's doing with MLS where you've mm-hmm. got to buy a separate package. Say, for example, Thursday Night Football. As long as you pay for your Amazon Prime you account, have. you've got it. And so they have like so 200 million subscribers. That exposure is huge. I mean, for, for not just football, but for other Pac-12 sports, depending on what that package looks mm-hmm. like. That's a big that's a big positive. May not be over the air broadcast. We've had some like like Robert who expressed a frustration with with streaming. Right. But that number, if you're the Pac-12, that's a number that's hard to ignore. The, the, the other con though on this whole thing too is for basketball, where it may be really good for football, it may not be all that great for basketball. No, you're gonna get shafted. Yeah. For basketball. Because there's so much basketball. There's like 900 teams in Division One. It, it feels like, but and that that subscriber base number is good, and that's a good starting point for you know the Pac-12 to want to use. But for me, it's it always comes down to yeah, a lot of people have Amazon Prime Video. You know, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law have it, and they've watched not one iota of Thursday Night Football. But if you sign up for the sports package that gets you the SEC Network. Those numbers are probably more apt to what you're going to get. You have 42 million people or whatever that get the Big Ten network. Yeah, probably people watch that network. Not all 200 million are going to watch Pac-12 football or Pac-12 basketball. Even. But it but it does, though, address issues like distribution. Yeah, it does. Because all of a sudden, th- things that, and they reference this in the article, complaints from Pac-12 fans, the late kickoff times, mm-hmm. the the six-day window, when you know, where are we going to be playing? What's it going to be on? Yeah, Who's, what time? What, what time? The thing we just referenced, it's extremely hard to find the Pac-12 network. Mm-hmm. And the schools and that conference are falling behind in, in, in revenue. And so if he can broker a deal with Amazon, Klavikov, and say they are willing to pay $40 million, they Amazon may view this as another part of their, their plan to create more live content. And there's nothing better when in the broadcast world than live sporting events. Mm-hmm. In this world of so many TV shows, sitcoms, it's dramas, there it's it's DVR proof, and and it's a captive audience. Exactly. And so this this could be where the the Pac-12 solves some problems in terms of access for fans. Maybe gets them to that dollar amount that they feel like is mm-hmm. necessary. To keep everybody else in the fold in the Pac-12. All right, you got some thoughts on that today. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. I got one from Dom before we take a break here. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope that Nathaniel Hackett figures out what he's done wrong, is able to step it up in his second year. Uh, All-time favorite sports like Christmas gift has to be Blitz 98 on the N64. I remember playing Blitz back in the day. Blitz was awesome at Aladdin's Castle. They do have, what, something now out uh, which is kind of like blitz that uh, is very similar to that game 
All right, Steve. One more here before we take a break. Uh, when I was about 10 years old, I got a super toe. I, I still have one of these somewhere. You pound the top of the head of the plastic place kicker to kick a plastic football through the plastic goalpost uprights. It was fun for about two weeks. Yes. It was fun for about two weeks. And then you're like, okay, I've, I've kicked all the field goals I want to kick. Where's my electric football game to, to bore me? to death because after a while that would bore you to death as well all right 929 we'll take a break we'll come back with more text or call us 970-242-1340 jim and the buckeye boy the jim davis show on the team sports network the team wishes you a merry christmas and a happy new year season's greetings from colorado's sports leader the team welcome back 931 Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Still looking for a correct answer for uh, Triple Play Record Stadium Cinema, by mm-hmm. the way. All right. Uh, text your call, 970-242-1340. Do you want to play it one more I'll time? I'll play it one more time. Okay. This you got in late last night. I didn't hear you when you came in, babe. Hey, I'm going to take a swim. You want to go? Hey, come on, Chris. I don't want to go alone. All right. We've got people figuring it out that it's Jim Brown, right? Right. The great Jim Brown. The great Jim Brown. We have guesses of lacrosse which steve you're right on that sport but that's not what we're looking for uh condor condor slaughter black gun three the hard way brian song those are all incorrect i will give you one but more hint jim brown wasn't in brian's song well billy I, d williams but i that's wasn't a, gonna sell anybody out <laughs> like that it's okay but he dies or, about halfway through the movie or I should say was he he might have been he might have been in Brian's song, but not as... He was not uh, in the main aspect of Brian's song. Yeah. I should. I want to quickly correct that. I don't see Brian's song on his list of credits, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm looking at who was in the movie, because we know Billy D. Williams played mm-hmm. Gail Sayers. James Conn, obviously, was Brian Piccolo. Yeah, I don't see him in there. Uh, no, he. according to this, he did not appear in that movie. So... And it is, it's a movie. It's not like his run on TJ Hooker or Chips or anything like that. It's a movie that he died in the movie. Okay. So, a movie that Jim Brown died in. Yes. So, I, I think I got the pile stumped. It's a good one today. Because I'll be honest, I had no idea. I had, yeah. I had to ask you, I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure which movie this is. For whatever reason, it came up on a trending video on YouTube over the weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I watched way more of it than I should have. Because <laughs> it's bad. It's not a great movie. Well, let's, I like Jim Brown, but uh, Jim Brown He's was not a great actor. He was not a great actor. He's, he played a very good former pro football player because that's exactly what he was he was i would say typecast but not really well there was gosh you know running man remember he was in the running man Mm -hmm. he's one of the bad guys in that one of the guys that schwarzenegger had to take on uh dirty dozen it was he was good in that he was was fine he was fine good it was a good movie oh got a sneaky guess for mars attacks that's incorrect yeah but he was in that. That was good. Dirty Dozen, no. It is a very obscure Jim Brown movie, not not a mainline movie. I will give you, I will read exactly the entire aspect 
of the reception part on its Wikipedia page. Okay. I'll read the whole thing because we have time to fill this hour. The film grossed $46,000 in its opening week. Ooh. End of section. <laughs> That's it. Ouch. Parts of the film were shot uh, next door in uh, in the old Utah there. Over by Moab? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. No, not anywhere near Moab. Okay, all right. But in Utah. But in Utah. Okay, so make your guess online, or not online, excuse me, via text, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. And uh, we'd love to hopefully you know, hear the correct answer on this one today. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, now, having fun with this. Now, you had a, you had a caller earlier yeah. that had a fairly lengthy breakdown of, of tell me what he was calling about. So, so we, we were give talking us the about, this. you know, getting football games and everything like that and how hard it is to find some stuff. And he said that he uses an app that has all of his sports and there's no blackout and... Uh, that you can send us, you know, sign up to subscribe for this app, wasn't really on the college football versus streaming and all that, but it was uh, kind of talking about how he finds his football games because he dropped uh, one of the main carriers because they didn't have what he was looking for sports wise, and so he found an app that lets him find it. And I haven't done any research, so I won't really give the name because i don't want to oh, yeah. i heard it from the guy on the radio and it ended up yeah, you we know don't, wrecking we don't, your phone or your streaming service we don't want to yeah we don't want to promote something that so, that we're not familiar with that so. i'm also not getting for free um but yeah so i don't i haven't looked up look at looked it up yet but uh he did call and offer up something for us it well, just wasn't really appreciate on topic. that i appreciate that hey we got a winner oh we, we do we finally we do. have a winner well hallelujah all right and now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Kim correctly identifying the Jacqueline Bissett classic, The Grasshopper. That was a Jim Brown classic. Eh. Yeah. Uh, so, Okay, what is Grasshopper about? So it is this young girl, Christine Adams. She's a Canadian teenager. Good day. Travis travels to L.A. to be with her fiancé where she works in a bank. It doesn't work out, so she moves to Vegas. She works as a showgirl, meets Tommy Marcotte, a former pro football player who holds an executive position at a casino she works at. He's a celebrity greeter, but he's an executive. They fall in love and they get married, but she has a run-in with a wealthy patron, and then uh, Tommy, old Tommy, goes and tunes up the wealthy patron, and so they go on the run. Then Tommy gets killed playing basketball, and then he gets killed playing basketball. Well, no, no, no. He he's playing basketball <laughs> and gets killed there. Okay, like he gets shot or because, something. Or? Yes, they okay. believe that uh, it's revenge plotted by this wealthy patron who he tuned up on a golf course. Okay, and uh, then she goes and. In and out of relationships, in and out of jobs, a lady of the night type. Oh, okay. Party girl type thing. And then they she gets into a sky riding plane and they write a curse word and then she gets arrested and roll credits. And yeah, so it's <laughs> okay. not great. So what does Jim Brown play in this? He is Tommy Marcotte. He is okay, so he's the, the former pro football okay, player he is the, who gets shot. He's the lead in this. Okay. Well, he's he dies uh, about 
halfway through. Okay, lead ish. He falls in love with the girl and they get married and then okay. he beats up the casino patron and then he gets shot on a basketball court and then the rest of the movie plays out. All right. Uh, I think I'll pass on that. Thank you. I've never seen it. Definitely. Don't think I'll I'll probably ever watch it. Yeah. Jacqueline Bissett is in it. Uh, Penny Marshall's in it for like a Laverne, half a second. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Also outstanding director as well. Mm-hmm. So not Ned, but Ed Flanders. The credit is Ned Flanders. It would be awesome. But uh, it's the uh, guy from St. Ellsworth. Ed Flanders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Okay. Now yeah. I had to think. It's like, who is that? Okay. Very good. So yes. Yeah, so f- finally, Kim nails down. Good job, the grasshopper. Kim. All right. Now that we have that, that's out of the way. What are we going to do the rest but, of the show? But, but, put to bed. Uh, we'll, we'll, like right now, we'll go ahead and do this day in sports history. Okay. And then we'll come back. We'll do some garbage time, and also talk about the, the downside to Deion Sanders becoming Colorado's football coach. Because there are recruits, 13 of them, that have parted ways with Colorado after Deion Sanders has come on to, to be the new head coach. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, text or call us 970-242-1340. It's time for... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, 1921 baseball commissioner Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis cast the deciding vote to return the best of seven World Series from the best of nine. The American League votes uh, to return to the best of seven World Series, then the National League votes for the best of nine format. A uh, best of nine series was used in 1903 and 1919 to 1921. 1966, the NBA grants a franchise to Seattle, expanding the league to 11 teams, uh, four the uh, 1967-68 season. And hopefully at some point, Seattle will get an NBA franchise back one of these days. 1980, NBC experiments by not providing commentators for the national broadcast of the game between the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins. The Jets win 24-17. I remember watching it. Was it just raw sound? Just raw sound. Oh. That's all it was. not a good... Just raw sound. It's not a good way to go. And you're kind of going, what? What's going on? Who's? And this was before the first stat, first and ten line, before yeah. the score bug on the screen. All before it's 1980. Oh, before any of that stuff. Just a boom. Before they had Cam- a lot of in cameras. stadium entertainment. Yep, cameras. Just a couple cameras on the field. That was it. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was. I remember watching it, and it was dreadful. Mm-hmm. Because you, like you didn't really know what was going on. I mean, they'd pop the score on, you know, when they go to a commercial break. Right. Or like, you know, they do occasionally. It's third and 17. Okay, thanks. But you just have to listen to the PA guy. I mean, that was that was your play-by-play was the PA guy and what he was saying. Mm-hmm. I should do that for Broncos games now. We could listen to Connor. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, Connor yeah. Uh, heard him on Sunday. Uh, let's see, 1998, Green Bay's Brett Favre becomes the first NFL player to throw for more than 30 touchdowns in five different seasons. Favre connects three times with Antonio Freeman in the first half of a 30-22 to win over Tennessee to break a tie with Dan Marino. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? How much do you, how much can you bet that I'm going to rip off right. the citizens of Mississippi? I need to find my, what the hell is Brett Favre doing here, clip from there's something about Mary. 
And 2009, just for you, yeah. considered a Christmas present, Cleveland's Jerome Harrison scores his third touchdown with 44 seconds left for the winning points and rushes for a team record 286 in a 41-34 win over Kansas City. Joshua Cribs of the Browns has two kickoff returns for touchdowns in that game. I love me some Josh Cribs. He ain't getting into the Hall of Fame. Just stop. No. no. 943. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap it up, some garbage time on the way. And also kind of the the downside, the dark side to what's gone on with Deion Sanders taking over at Colorado. What's happened to all those kids that were recruited by Carl Durrell? Because some of them were told by Rick George. Regardless who coaches, we're honoring your scholarship, oh, and that's not exactly been gone. true. Be gone. So be gone. we'll uh, get be to gone. that coming up next. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. Yeah! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 947. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Is Bruce ever going to stop talking here? Come on, Bruce. It's it's the boss. You know, all right. You know. Come on now. I, I finally watched, uh, I watched all of it, but I watched most of it, uh, the interview that Howard Stern does with him. Uh-huh. It's on HBO Max. Howard, we, we get it. Bruce and his dad didn't get along. It was like, geez. It's like he keeps hammering this point about, well, so you... You did. You, you had you had trouble with your dad. Man, huh? the man. It's like Bruce is. You know, he wrote about it in his biography. and He talks about it on his right. his Broadway show. But you're like, yes, we get it. We know. We know. Okay, they didn't get along. Let it go. All right, nine forty eight. Howard's still very good at his job. He he's, just he's an excellent do his interviewer. Job anymore, very much. <laughs> he's what like two days a week now. I, I that's I, the dream. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what. Give me five hundred million dollars. I don't have. Days uh, I don't have that particular uh, broadcasting outlet available yeah. to me, and so I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you when he's on. Can we? He is an excellent Could, interview. Whether you like Howard Stern or not, he's an excellent interviewer. I don't know. That schedule works for him. Maybe it it's could pretty, work for us. I yeah. I'm just, you never know unless you ask. There's quite a few um, zeros, you know, additional in his paycheck than there mm-hmm. are in yours or mine. Not for lack of trying. No. I mean, <laughs> we just we've just gone down a different path. I try to supplement a that path with that's sometimes less lucrative. Trying my damnedest to get free <laughs> stuff. Good try. All right. So, as exciting as it is that Deion Sanders is coming to Colorado, or is is uh, with the Buffaloes, Coach Prime. The downside is the kids that committed to play Colorado, the recruits. 13 of them have uh, parted ways with Colorado since Sanders was hired. A bunch of them have already found new places to go to. But one of the, the, the problems with this is that Rick George told to at least two of them that and asked them to stay committed to the program after Durrell, Carl Durrell, was fired in October. Tyrone McDuffie, who's an offensive lineman from El Paso, Texas, Parkland High School, 
He said, I was told by Rick George I was going to have a scholarship regardless of who the coach was going to be. He called me and my dad, and he wanted the 2023 class to stay together. He said, I was going to have a chance to be a cutter of Buffalo regardless of who he hired. They even sent former offensive line coach Kyle uh, Devan down to El Paso to talk to me and my head coach and tell me stuff is going down, but you'll still have a chance to be a Colorado Buffalo. Nobody from the new coaching staff called me. Bryant called me and told me what went down. You could say there was a little bit of anger, frustration. This is our future they were messing with. It sucks because we could have been looking instead of having only 16 days before signing day. In the case of that young man, and I, and I said this before, if you're a Division One prospect, you know it's a business. And if you have ceased to, you know, if, if you fail to come to that realization, then that's on you. You have not been paying attention to what's been going on in big time college football probably now for 30 years. Let, let's be honest about that. And even more right. so now in the last five years. That people don't hold up their end of of agreements coaches don't stay coaches leave players can now transfer as far as having any kind of of commitment and follow through it really doesn't exist anymore in college football and so it, it shouldn't be surprising that that would happen but when you're told by the athletic director and look if rick george did this shame on him for telling these guys, regardless who we yeah, hire, dumb move. regardless who we're going to hire, you're going to have your scholarship. He shouldn't have made that promise. And if he did make that promise, that was wrong of him to do that to these young men. I get it. It's big boy college football. It's a business. A lot of these kids understand that. But, but, to, be I, I will... the, but to be told by the AD, mm-hmm. We, you will have a place here regardless who we hire, and then that turns out not to be the case. Shame on Rick George. Shame on him for doing that and putting those young men through that where they thought they were going to have a scholarship, and now like this young man, right. scrambling to find a place to go play college football. I will defend the the recruit in this aspect about being kind of naive to the whole situation. The business aspect of college football, the big-time business, it's now essentially pros, NIL, transfer portal, coaches moving all over the place. That applies to a lot of schools, SEC schools, Big 12 schools, Big 10 schools, some Pac-12, soon-to-be Big 10 schools. That's not really where Colorado's at. If they're recruiting this kid and he's committed to CU, that means... He may not understand that there is this huge, very lucrative side of college football out there because he's at the Buffs level. So I give him a little bit of pass. Well, and and I'm not criticizing the young man. I'm not. What what I'm saying is, like he should probably know that when you're told, though, and he probably already knew that. He knew that, and that's not the point. I the the point I'm making is he was told by Rick George, according Mm -hmm. to him. And he was he was told him and his parents that you will have a scholarship here regardless who coaches this football team. That was stupid. The other stuff, and I'm sure he probably know knew that. That's probably mm-hmm. why he. That's why Rick George. Hey, you know, I'm. We, we, whatever happens, you're going to be here. This is my here. only hope at D1 college football. Or it's well the one that I'm he, going. It's the one that he felt like was you know they were okay. I I still want to go there. 
for, for you know, maybe liked campus, liked school, actually, whatever the case may be, that he oh, still felt that, like yeah. he still <laughs> there's that he still felt like he had a place there, and he was told he was going to have a place there, and when and when you're told by the athletic director, not not some guy on the coaching staff, or the outgoing coaching staff, told by the athletic director, you we will honor your scholarship, and then it gets pulled, and I'm not trying to paint Deion Sanders as a villain here. He has a, it's within his, his prerogative to bring in the players he wants to bring in. He's not duty bound. It's to, not to on call, him to keep Rick George's promise. Exactly. But damn it, Rick George, you should not have told these these young men, allegedly, that they were going to have scholarships. That stinks. That's wrong. And what that's kind that's of a three star gets a call from the AD to say yeah. that you know we're still we're going to honor you, like. How I mean, what is this kid gonna gonna bring to CU that maybe Sanders staff is missing out on, or is this kind of typical of the problem at CU to where the guys they were recruiting aren't great to begin with? Right. Like that's my question: Is the AD called this kid? Like, where does that happen? Like, I mean, Gene Smith isn't calling the dude that decommitted from Ohio State. No, he's not, and so. Why why did Rick George feel the need to do this? He knows how this works. Coach comes in, coach is gonna make a decision on who they want who they want in there or not. Current players in the roster, players that they've recruited. They're gonna sort that out and make their decision. And like I said, I I feel bad for all these young men. They're they're casualties in this in this mm-hmm. you know, transfer to Deion Sanders being the head coach at Colorado. I just feel like that when you're told by somebody that's a person that you trust, that's a, in a position of power at the at the institution. Rick George is not just some dude. He's not some assistant athletic director or compliance person. He's the athletic coach. Yeah, he's the athletic director at the University of Colorado, calling recruits and telling them you will have a scholarship here. Doesn't matter who Five we hire. Stars. Not five star guys, but even but even but even then, if they're five star, he should not be doing that. He shouldn't be doing it. But if it's a five star, at least you could be like, okay, okay, I can he's see the why. Cream of the crop, you got to keep that guy because you're the thinking fold, regardless right. regardless who comes in, he's going to want that guy. Yeah, but but even then, some random kid. But even then, that's not his place to do that. No, it's not. It's not because maybe Deion Sanders comes in. A kid might be a five star, but that kid may not be a player that fits what he wants to do. May not be a good scheme fit. What, whatever the case may be, <laughs> I, I don't. Whatever you don't, t- you don't. I mean, more often than not, you're going to keep a five star kid. Yeah. But that's not the athletic director's place to go call these kids and tell them they've got scholarships. And and they're sitting. Well, can't wait for Deion Sanders to call me and welcome me aboard, and it'll be great. And then find out, no, it's not going to happen. It's at like all. the Keystone Cops. It is like the Keystone Cops. Well, let's see where it all goes with. The Buffs moving forward. That's our show for today. Back with you tomorrow on the program. Wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine tomorrow. So join us tomorrow morning at 7 right here on the Team Sports Network.